So you're looking to flip houses in this insane market. Well, in this episode of RV Real Estate Talk, we are going to dive into just how to get into the flipping business. Let's go. You're listening to RVA Real Estate Talk with Jared Davis and Galen Parker, your source for an honest, insightful look into Central Virginia's real estate market. Combined, Jared and Galen have over 20 years of experience in real estate, as well as hundreds of testimonials from clients past and present who rely on them for advice and assistance buying and selling a home in today's incredibly hot and competitive housing market. And now, your hosts, Jared Davis and Galen Parker. That's right. I am Jared Davis. And I am still... Galen Parker. And this market is still incredibly hot. Super hot. How's it been going for you out there? Uh, it's not bad. I mean, there have been some dark days, I'll be honest with you. There have been some... Any suicides uh, this week? I have not. I've held it together. My clients have held okay. it together. Well, my client who was closest to the edge. Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. Uh, they Here's what they've been doing. So, Internet lead came in December, I think it said 12th. I think I told the team 12th or 17th. They came in. They live in D.C. So almost every weekend, they had been driving back and forth. Like, they'd come mm. down Saturday morning. We hit the houses. I mean, we were seeing, like, four, sometimes six houses. At a time. that You just start forgetting everything about it by the time Yeah, they were done. like, hey, you remember that house two weeks ago? I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. It's old already. <laughs> um, they were coming down, looking at multiple houses. We were putting, like, four or five offers in. They finally ratified one yesterday so hopefully the carousel is over for them it's an awesome looking house uh they're a super unique couple so i'm like i, I think it, it, it doesn't like, come back to market exactly Can you imagine right? like if it just doesn't work out and then you keep looking again <laughs> <laughs> why would you even say that it's the uh, worst. yeah i mean that would be very very tough so we're gonna do whatever we can Oof. to make sure that thing holds together because i know he doesn't want to and he's got like a lease that's going to be up soon so it's like they're getting close to that where we need to lock something down, and I'm, I'm glad they found out a house that was like as u- unique as they are, because they're super unique, and this house is like very cool. One of the things that I, you know, obviously, I, I can say this was, you know, I'm not saying any names, but like one of the things I think that helped them is like the pictures on the house were not done very well. Oh yeah, and I thought that was like so funny to me. I was like looking at the pictures, and I'm like, these are like it was clearly like camera phone, kind of dark. Like someone used like a blur, so you can see some things were blurred. You see, like, the they, Asian like, in the mirror. Yeah, like, I mean, like, almost. You can see it's like they corner. definitely didn't hire Don't a professional, like real or a professional <laughs> real estate photography, which I definitely tell people to do. So they didn't do that, and I think that definitely hurt because I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, this is not good. And like one of the rooms, they took a picture. It looks like kind of small, so I thought it was like a small room. And then I went in when we were doing the house. It's massive. It's like almost like an auditorium. And I was like, how in the world did you mess this up? Like everyone was surprised when they saw it. They're like, what? What is this room? I'm like, this tiny room in the picture because she like had like a little angle and she's like, click, click. So. Well, they probably think, you know, the market's hot. They don't have to do anything. And then look what happens. Look how it hurts you. I, I always tell people, go professional. Do not skimp. You will be remembered by yes, that work. Yes, definitely. Your body of work will be remembered. So that's what's happened with me. What's happened to you, big dog? Well, I bought two flips this past week. Very excited. Well, I closed on one flip, one in Bonaire. And then we've got one under contract in Woodlake. We had sold that house with the pool in Woodlake, and it went for tons over asking price. So we thought, well, let's buy another house in Woodlake with the pool because obviously we know the market now. So we got that one. And then <clears throat> Lakeside, if anybody wants a flip in Lakeside, I've got one on Greenway that's been my nightmare for like the last five months. That one is finally getting to a point where 
It should start looking like a house. Nice. We ordered our mechanicals yesterday, our electrical inspection, our veneer inspection. All right. Uh, we got our footing inspection approved. We had some, we had some inspection issues with that house, I guess if you could oh, say. Oh, man. Had some, we had some nightmares there. I am looking like a flunking student if you look up the Henrico <laughs> page on this permit. I mean, it is just fail, 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 fail. And most of the time, it's not even like our fault. You know, like sometimes you're like, man, am I just bad at this? But there's times where we've ordered permits. I mean, like last last week, I ordered two inspections. Uh, one guy went out on a Tuesday, failed it, and said no lockbox code, automatic fail, because you didn't like put the code in when you ordered the thing. But like a lot of counties will call you when they're on the way to the house. You know what I mean? Let you know they're coming. So they're just like, oh, we came. No one was there. You didn't give us a code. Fail. fail. They've got my number in my email and a note that says, hey, if you need anything, here here's my cell. Call me. Fail. So now I have to order them back out. And then you know they came out again. Uh, somebody else didn't go into the crawl to look at the fixed stuff, so then they failed it again. And I was like, man, I know it's not like exactly per the plan, but this is exactly how the mason said to do it. And so I was like, I'll send you another picture. And then I gave him the picture. He's like, oh, that's fine. And then he pa- and I'm like, all of these things could it probably was funny, just like, be uh, passed. Like, we were talking to that guy. He seemed like such a normal, re- reasonable person. I was like, thankfully, this guy sounds pretty. Oh, was it the one guy I called as the best guy I've ever yeah, talked he was to? Just from like, oh, yes. And oh, he, yeah, he met me over last yeah. week, like much to my thanks. He was like, oh, I'll just meet you there. And we went through like everything. And I was like, look, I know I'm not doing framing today, but can you look at the framing and just tell me what's going to fail <laughs> right now? So that I can, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, can we just have this conversation so you don't have to come out five times? this week so it's been and then i had like a broken window i had i had to fix that yesterday it took me like three hours of home depot trips to try to get a new back, window back, sash in there so yeah and we, we sold a bunch of houses sold my sister house elmer was writing, you were writing steve was writing we probably ratified a couple million we got a lot of stuff 10, ratified this weekend 10 offers on the one on chocolate i think so yeah yeah we definitely ratified over a million this weekend no no we ratified like a million E- easy like maybe sunday we probably did closer to two or three honestly so it was it's a good a- weekend it's a grind man man is it a grind but that's what me and jared are here for what else were we going to talk about there was something before the deep dive and i can't remember now but uh, and the- oh we're going to texas oh yeah that's a big one we're gonna go see banana hands Hey, that's the, <laughs> a.k.a. Tony Robbins. <laughs> I don't even know who Tony Robbins is, but uh, me and Galen are going on a little vacation. Uh, no, we are. it's a work trip. Don't tell people. You know, there's other people like, are you guys going on vacation together? Like, no. It's, it's, well, it's 100% a work expense, but there's pools involved. It's going to be, there's going to be uh, barbecue, there's, there's going to be steak, steak, probably some tacos. I feel sorry for all the cows that are about to really take a nosedive when Jared and Galen come to Dallas, Texas, Man, August. The red the meat there. And in my body for that I think, week. I think someone needs to buy a cowboy hat or take a picture. And that is not our, that's it. not my thing. Uh, Galen could maybe rock it. Oh, I, I think so. Don't oh, you no. love those people that like wear cowboy boots and cowboy hats and like they act like they're cowboys but they have nothing to do with being a cowboy? Oh, yeah. I'm like, like, what do you do from? Oh, yeah, I'm a uh, tax I'm an accountant. IT. I'm a well, te- I- IT tech. I'm like, that's the. Uh, that's, that's like the guys who do like mo- like ride the mo- like motorcycles. I was just about to say yeah. that. They're on the chopper. Like, dude, I'm like, hey, man, what do you guys? You like they don't Mongolians? Shave you uh, yeah. Hell's Angels? They're like, uh, no, I work at Progressive Insurance. <laughs> and I'm like, what? They don't shave on Thursday, so Saturday they have a scruff on. Born to be. Yeah, I love that. Uh, like they're like they park at like random like lots and like just all hanging out. Like, yeah, this is Starbucks, a lot, brother. Yeah. Starbucks. Yeah, it's like checking their. <laughs> 
cell phones like my stocks are killing it right now, brother. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, so Texas is going to be up. I'm excited. I'm actually super excited. I'm not excited for the near temperatures of the sun that we're going to experience. I am because there's going to be pools. But uh, that's true. Have you flown since the pandemic? Nope. No. It's annoying wearing a mask to go through the air. I just did it. It's annoying. Yeah. I actually like the idea of wearing. I, I would almost advocate wearing a mask anytime I'm in airports. Like I spend a lot of times in airports and they're filthy. But pre-COVID, there was like this kid vomiting like, in the floor at the airport. Yeah, and, I was and like, like I wish Hong he had Kong. a mask on. This is like before everything happened, but it's gonna be good. I mean, <laughs> and it's a, it's three out. It's like a direct flight. I, I'm gonna get the oh, Bane mask, like the one he was wearing when he was like in the Batman when he was on the plane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna wear that one. Well, the weird thing is now when you leave the plane, you can't get up until your row is ready. I like mm-hmm. that. So everyone kind of, which is kind of nice because before it would be kind of rude, you know. Hectic, everybody trying to push out. Pushing all that. So faces. now you just kind of chill out for a minute. I say I, I hated that, like that aspect of it because there was always, inevitably for me, there's like a little old lady in front of me and I'm just like, ah, please don't stay. Then like some guy would be like, he's, and he's like, she's like falling over. And she's like, can you help me with my bag? And he's like, go die. And I'm like, I got it. Don't worry. So now I'm like, I love order. I love orderly. Yeah, yeah, it's a quick flight. Oh, you, you know, super got, quick flight. We're going to get there in the morning. I got us first class. We're going to land. I'm just kidding. I didn't get us first class. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like looking at them. I was like, uh, expenses? What? It's definitely, oh, it's definitely like, economy. Is, <laughs> that's the two yin and yang of Jared and Dave. I was like, I didn't even get excited when you said that. I was just like, uh, He's like, why would you do that? <laughs> I was just like, He's like, it's three hours. Money. What are you talking about? Do you know how many tacos you can buy with that extra <laughs> Do you have any uh, cancellation headphones and all that? Uh, I mean, I have like normal hmm. earbuds and stuff. Well, how are we supposed to talk to each other if we can't hear each other? We, we share Bud. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to watch the same movie We're together. We're going to film the podcast on the plane. <laughs> well, awesome. Here we are, Galen and Jared of the Dave's group, taking up. We're coming to you from 30,000 feet in the air. And she's like, <laughs> going, we're like, what are these idiots? <laughs> Sit down, sir. All right. Well, I'm excited. Are we ready for deep dive? I'm so ready for that deep dive. All right. Let's hear it, Mike. Deep dive. We used to just pause for a second. We'd have our little deep dive. Now we pause for 10 it's minutes. A concert. So let's go. This is peaceful. All right, I like it. I like it. It faded right this time. I could hear it fade. Nice. That was about to drop a sick freestyle on that thing. Glad we cut it off. Well, I like that one. All right. So deep dive today. What are we talking about? So you want to flip a house. I feel like we have that conversation a lot, not just with people, but with other agents. Oftentimes when we bring agents on the team, we say like, hey, what's your two-year, five-year, 10-year goal? A lot of people say, you know, I would like to get into flipping, which is an awesome avenue. Uh, But we do want to just kind of make sure that they understand what they're up against. It can be extremely rewarding, gratifying. It, it can also destroy your life. At least five times a week, people call me, whether it's a internet cold call lead, right? We get a lot of those random leads that are like, write a cash offer on this right now. And those are like these weird investment leads. We get realtors. Yeah, I probably hear from at least two or three realtors a week. One realtor called me the other day while I was in an appointment. I like answered a bunch of questions for him. If, if you know who you are, it's nothing against you. You can call me anytime. I love you. But it's just funny because the guy's like, oh, is that like one of your agents? And I was like, no, just 
another random realtor i have nothing to do with he just called me for help because he knows we flip so uh it's either realtors random just internet lead clients happy to help and then you know long-term investors obviously that you hear from but ultimately we just have this conversation so much we just figured we'd spend what next 20 30 minutes just breaking down what it really takes if you're gonna start getting into flipping houses so so to start let's first define jerry what was what is your definition of flipping well so if you watched our podcast, I want to say one or two podcasts ago, we had done like a 101 to like rentals. Yep. And we had kind of talked about turning over some rentals and fixing them up if necessary. But in this sense, we're just talking about purchasing to fix up and then resell immediately. So we're just reselling for profit. This is not a podcast on rentals. This is not a portfolio build. This is, hey, I want to make some side cash. I want to get into this as a legit business, or I need these chunks of cash to go towards whatever Something investments, up, yeah. life. Maybe they want to live you know, beyond their means. I don't know. Whatever you want the cash yeah, for. I, I was looking at the uh, one of the definitions. So it's, it's like a, it's a wholesale investing strategy that people put in place that focuses on Buying low, selling high, but as you mentioned, it's about speed. Where you know rentals, that's kind of like a maximize your profit long term. Mm-hmm. Where with flipping, that's not you want to you want to make as much, but it's not going to maximize your profit the way rentals will. But it's all about like getting it done, getting it done quick, and then moving on to the next one, yep. on to the next one. Yep. Now, do you have a guide? Are you going to guide me? Or I'm am I totally just... going to guide you. Guide you. Gonna guide I'm going to be your guide. <laughs> I'm going to go with a guide you. Oh, God. Okay. I've been guiding you for know, years. I don't know what that means. Uh, you know, buy, buy in a hot neighborhood. Buy low, sell high. It's the opposite of buy and hold, which we talked about. So one of the things I was thinking about when we were talking about like this topic for over the past couple of weeks as we were prepared for this podcast, um, I, I told you, I said, what about the as seen on TV? Because that's kind of, to me, for a lot of people, that's what started it for them. Oh, uh, HGTV. Oh, yeah. H- and Flip there's good flop. and there's bad. There's good and there's bad. Let's not say that it's all bad, but there's good. I mean, just think about this. It's Jared. not all bad. It's just all fake. Yeah. yeah it's all fake. <laughs> think about this. You, nah, it's you've not got, real. you got flip or flop. Mm-hmm. You got Masters of Flip, mm-hmm. Flip This House, mm-hmm. Flip Men, mm. Beach Flip, okay. and then I just wrote anything on HGTV, <laughs> and then I put Joanna and Chip Gaines. I put a star next to that one because I love them. Okay. Because I love them so you much. You like it. Yeah, I, I, have the, Mike's trying to talk about it. He's trying to get network in. Now. I mean, they, uh, they're on top of the mountain. So Good, good but, for them. So let's, let's talk first. What's the bad with HGTV? It should be obvious. But what's the bad? Well... Almost everything is staged, right? Like if you watch uh, like house hunters, like these people have already bought their house. They're going to look at houses like the furniture in the house is like their house most of the time, right? Um, Nothing against it. People get excited. But then like when they find out that these people have already bought this house, it's kind of like a letdown. Well, when you think about that, yeah, you're getting to see the process. But on the flip shows, it's the same principle. It's not that there's not some process going on, but you know they always have to have a problem that they encounter, so they got to film that and show how you know we can fix. It's this not stuff. directly on the beach. Yeah, it's like, yeah, and then they got to have like the ups, and then you know it's emotional just, roller coaster. They got to create the drama. Everything's glorified. They also do so many things that are like shabby chic, and there's always like a custom designer involved, I feel like, when in reality, it's like, you know, most people aren't going to be fully furnishing their houses, or they're going to be hiring a stager to do that part. So there's like a lot of extra steps and fluff that aren't really needed, but they're trying to, you know, show off how pretty this house can be, so obviously it's in there. But ultimately, I think people should realize that there's almost always going to be a nightmare (laughs) involved in your flip you know i'm not saying that some of them aren't easy some of them i look back on i'm like man i turned that house over in two weeks and we put it back on we sold it smoke tree wasn't that bad 
Smoke tree was at well, okay. So that smoke tree was beautiful, right? Right. Turned out amazing, but like just some things for smoke tree, right? My framer framed. This was a house that we built. <laughs> That's right. We we built the upstairs out. It was just an attic. So we purchased it. It was a colonial. We framed it out. Um, the framer framed everything, and he was supposed to be hanging the doors, doing anything wood related, and then. We get to, like, the windows, because the windows had no trim, right? Because we had to drywall everything. And then he's like, oh, well, I didn't include, like, trimming your windows out. Yep. But I'm like, why? Why would I hire a different framer, wood guy, carpenter? So you want your competitor to come in and work with me? Right. Is that what so you that, want? That, it makes absolutely yeah. no sense, right? No, that's not a problem as much as it's like, well, why didn't you just quote this? But that goes, God, maybe it's a framer thing. Because then you got Greenway, which the guy framed wrong, and then was like, well, that's not what we talked about. And I'm like, well, you can't get into the bedroom upstairs right now because you framed it four feet in instead of framed it to the edge of the house. So even if that isn't what we talked about, when this happened, you Aren't probably you should have called me and yeah. been like, this doesn't really work, right? That's like a firefighter is like, well, you didn't say I had to put out all of the fire. Yeah, I, I mean, I, the fire was downstairs. I put the fire upstairs has nothing to yeah, do. It's you, like, well, I mean, you're the, the expert. Didn't you see? So, oh, that's yeah. that's point before I just forget this. Remember that even though you look at these guys and you're like, you're they're the expert. They're supposed to tell me how to do this. That is not the case ever almost it is almost always like you better either have a project manager that knows what they're doing or you better be there and know what you're doing because most of the time you're looking at the plans that your guy drew up if you hired an architect or whoever you hired and you're like this is what needs to go here and this is how you do this and this is what we want for the plumbing and you expect because so many new investors are just like hey well can you give me a number for a contractor that can go out and just give me a price to do everything beautiful and it's like not really no one wants to come out to your house and quote it before you own it you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm thinking about putting an offer on nine houses. Can you drive to all nine? And tell, tell me, me how much it would cost. To- and, and that's like right there. If you're a new flipper, like you need to learn what stuff costs yourself. Sure. And if you've never done it before, that can be tough. That's why you deal with people like me and Galen, or you have some other flippers or partners that do know. But it's unrealistic that you're going to go get a bunch of quotes before you ever purchase a house. And this kind of like ties in before we conclude just the... Uh the the phenomenon of that scene on TV. I always think like when you look at those shows, they never show you any of this. It's oh, always yeah. very simple. They're like, oh, what are we gonna do? Well, well this house needs to. This be guy's paint. like, well, this wall's gonna get knocked down. The kitchen, and then they do all like those sketch like, architect sketches, like in computer things. And then they're like, fast forward. Yeah, you're like what? And you're like, they might have one issue because they can't find the right brick that they needed. Yeah, it's like, what about where that whole section was just rotted away and eaten by termites? Oh, I had to rebuild the entire back of chapel the other day, and all of the beams. So all the wood floors had to come up. I didn't get to save any. I had to put new beams across the entire back. I had to level everything it wasn't level and I had to relay all new stuff for so that, that is the danger that you have asset they make it seem too easy yeah for sure you know you want to kind of give people you only got 30 minutes but you you want to kind of make sure that people are enjoying the program but I always think that that's like uh, the big the big fallacy and we'll talk a little bit more in this next topic about like make sure you have a project manager or someone has a know-how because I thought about how many times do we look on the news and hear about like celebrities musicians athletes retired athletes where they all like lost 0.7 billion dollars in <laughs> trying to flip houses and i was like what was what went wrong what, do, what would you guess and i think you, you touched on it. what went wrong with them it wasn't their thing it just wasn't their thing yeah you they, know, it's they, like they they thought they could get in didn't work out 
And not not everybody's no. going to be successful at it. I mean, we sell flips for people sometimes, and I walk in, I'm like, man, they really could have just spent a little bit more money on some lighting, or man, they got these paint colors wrong, or man, this was the tile they chose. So yeah, I think a lot of times when you look at theirs, it's like they are trying to create something that's like you don't really need to do that to like you're like you know if you just like change the floor and the paint and maybe move this wall but they're like so what we're gonna do is we're gonna make heated floors through that entire house <laughs> the whole house will have wi-fi and there's a hot tub in each bedroom it's like oh who gave you this idea who gave you this advice so that's a good point you make though because you you have some people that take way too much to the extreme and they oh, put yeah. way too much into too a flip little. But then you have the people that do way too little, too. Like, you have the people that just cheap out and they put cheap, you know, plumbing in as far as, like, fixtures and stuff goes. Or they'll do really cheap tile or it doesn't match. Or they're like, oh, yeah. I saved money on the paint. So I, I bought, like, the color that was on Remnant that someone didn't want. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you get all this stuff and you're like, dude, if you'd have just spent maybe an extra thousand bucks on lighting or paint, like, this house would have looked totally different. I think the, uh, the big one that I always see when I go in houses is, like... Everything's like all nice and done. Like they go to the kitchen and it's like the countertops are just like, you know, I'm like, you didn't go like any stuff. Uh, yeah, depending on the yeah, depending on the price point, a lot of people will like cheap out and a cheaper price point. But granite's so cheap now. Yeah, I know I was like, it's You're like, so close. You know, you can do laminate for maybe, you know, four hundred bucks, five hundred bucks, six hundred bucks in material and you know, granite's gonna be like twelve hundred bucks, thirteen hundred bucks. It's kinda like I'm like, You're just, getting that back. Just do the granite. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I put it in our apartments most of the time. Like, if, if it's a rental, a lot of times I'll put granite in. Now, towards the end of our, our house, burr, whatever, we started not doing granite to save a little bit of money. But for the most part, we put granite yeah. even in the rentals. I uh, I was looking at, so they failed to take into consideration mortgage, mm -hmm. utilities, property tax, insurance, and hard money. Jerry, what, what is the, I, I know the answer, and, and Mike probably, is, he's talked to us long enough, but give the listeners, what's the issue with the hard money? So, well, a couple issues. It's not an issue. You know, a lot what of do people, you have to be aware of? Yeah. A, a lot of people want to flip, but then they don't have the cash. So the first thing they do is they think, well, let me go talk to a bank. But then a normal bank is like, I'm not going to loan money on this house, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's disheveled. It's, you can't get a normal <laughs> loan on it. It's got to be some kind of rental loan. Then there's, there's a whole other slew of issues with that. So then they're like, oh, well, I'll go get hard money. So hard money is just non-institutional money it's not from a bank it's from private investors and typically it's just an, a high interest rate so your average rates right this second are probably like 10 percent annual interest only payments and then maybe you pay like one or two percent up front at close so the issue comes in is one you've got to factor all that into your numbers if you spend two hundred thousand dollars right that's a two thousand dollar interest only payment so if you think you can flip your house in two or three months, maybe that's not that big of a deal to spend four or six grand on that money, plus maybe the points up front, maybe you're for eight to 10. The issue though, is that if you're pulling a bunch of permits and things like that, I mean, depending on where you're at, a build permit could take you six to nine, 10 weeks to get, right? So if you're waiting for two months or three months before you can even start work, you're paying those hard money payments. So. Um, or you could hit snacks, you know what I mean? Just in general, maybe you thought it was going to th be a three month, four month job. It turns into a six, seven, eight, nine month job. And now you're, you know, 12, 13, $14,000 out in hard money fees. So that, yeah, yeah I, I think that's, that's a big one. I looked at, uh, and I've had it happen. <laughs> I was looking at like, you know, this happens to like a lot of celebrities cause they don't have like industry knowledge and, you know, just cause you're a good baseball player, basketball player, golfer, doesn't mean you have, you've got money. doesn't poor mean you have Nelly. knowledge or poor Nelly. Oh, I'm Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> it is hot here. But I was looking at this one. Steph Curry, he bought a house for three point two million. Okay. Invested five hundred thousand. Okay. 
he put it back on the market for three point seven million. That doesn't seem profitable. And he sold it for three point one million. So he he bought it for three point two. Sold it for three point one. Wow! And it was just because it was like timing, and it was like you know that happens a lot because you know one, should you really be flipping something that big? Probably not. You know, give Steve Curry's money, but not us. Yeah, exactly. It was like I was like he lost some money. The other one was like Michael Jordan. He bought one of his properties twenty nine million. Uh, he had he he bought it for I think like twenty six million. Was this one he lived in though? Yeah, and okay. then he was like fixing it up to flip, fixing it up to sell. And it was a short. Oh, okay. He hadn't been there for a long time. Bought it for like twenty six million. He did a bunch of fixes. Couldn't sell it. He was trying to sell it for twenty nine million. He ended up dropping it to like fourteen million after buying it for twenty six. And guess what? Still hasn't sold it. Wow. And he's been trying to sell it for years. I'm like, that has got to be an absolute nightmare. And I guess you granted, yes, you got Michael Jordan. You're Michael but Jordan still, is a billionaire. You know what? Like, yeah, I was like, that still stings. You know? No, you're like, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, know your numbers and know what your costs are going to be. Because you're right, people don't take into account just the little things like the utilities and the insurance. And, I mean, hard money is not a little thing. So, obviously, if you're paying hard money, you got to think about that. But then you also have to think, if you're pulling hard money and you pull your reno cost, what if you go over your reno cost? Do you have the cash to actually make up the difference? Make up the difference? Because if you don't, then they can come take your house. And then if you're cash and you go over your budget, again, same principle applies. Do you have the cash to be able to float the difference? So... I mean, and you're almost always going to go over. I have an overage of 10% that I just factor into everything because I just figure... And sometimes that's not enough. Sometimes it's not enough. I, told, I mean, Rosewood last year, that, that one took us 10 months. <laughs> that's what I was thinking about, like, the floor. He's like, hey, you got to replace all of the floors. That one was another one I had to replace all of the joists. Yeah, so that was supposed to be, I think, like a forty five dollars or $50,000 job. And I think the t- final total was, like, close to 90000 It turned out beautiful. It did turn out beautiful. And we did sell it for $50,000 over my original comp, so we still won. But... Yeah. You can't always plan always on that. that. You know, yeah. I've somehow managed to not lose money on a flip yet. Um, but it's not to say it can't happen. We just bought the one. We're buying the one with the pool. Who knows how that will go? Because I don't know what's under the pool, right? It's like all the concrete's bad. has to be replaced. I mean, I hope the pool's okay. I hope the systems work. But until you get in it and start messing with so it, Once you sure. swim in it, you got to. It's like green right now. So, I, so the next thought is like, all right, so we know what's gone. We know what's created this this fever of wanting to flip, how can they be successful? Um, I wrote down a couple of things, just some hard, you know, some, they're not rules, but just things to keep out. I thought about like the 70% rule. Yeah. You know, that that's a solid one to start with. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, that's not etched in stone, but you know, tell them what, what is that? I actually never used the 70% rule going into this. I'm just going to let you explain it because I'm going to, so, yes. I'll, I'll give you my method in a second, but I know it. I just, you know, it's funny because it's been, it's like everybody's gone by that. And I was like, is that what they do? But uh, yeah, and it, it's not like, it, you know, you don't have to, as we just, you don't have to, but it's a good, just to kind of wrap your head around the fact that, you know, you look at a house first, you want to kind of think of what's the after repair, you know, value of the house. So, so ARV. it's like your ARV. So after repair value. The big question, we'll talk about this later, is how do you arrive at that? Like, how does the average person arrive at that? So you're going to need some help from probably a realtor. You know, they'll probably give you that knowledge. So you think about 70%. So you're going to take 70% of that ARV minus your repair costs. You get that number. That's a general of what you would want to pay for the house 
going in. That factor's like, okay, here's our profit, pretty much. Exactly. And I was like, no, as that's not the, you know, that's not, don't email me like, I don't use that. Well, it's a good rule of thumb. But, yeah, it's, it's a like rule of thumb. One a lot of wholesalers will use to like put a, a price on a house too because yeah. they figure if, some, if people are using this and they can get a house under contract at this value well technically less their wholesale fee at that 70 yeah. percent rule they also have them. to know their costs like you know you know not just repair but like all of your you know costs that's going to go into that and wholesalers freaking know your cost that's the <laughs> big thing i like, get these wholesale deals all the time and they're like i'm like oh i would lose 20 grand if i flip this and they're like well, what number do you need it to be at and i'm like uh about sixty thousand under where you're at now so yeah, there's like, a lot of wholesalers that have like, no clue what they're like, doing so are you gonna sell to me for that price i just gave it to you yeah 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 no what they're doing is they're like i gotta write this number down so i can go back to the seller and try to like figure out where i messed up <laughs> is what's happening um so for me personally i just typically go by like a number i normally just don't want to make less than forty thousand on a flip so sure. for me it's like that's kind of the number yeah i will take less if it's like an easy job if it's something that i know hey this is pretty much cosmetic i can go in out in a month or so or six weeks so you what you do i would guess is you take your arv minus your forty thousand, mm-hmm. minus your repair costs and then arrive to whatever number that you would Hope to buy it. Yeah, so pretty much ARV times taking out the commission, right? Right. For the sales side, I take out the closing costs, I take out all of the repair costs, and then I whatever I'm left all with, I'm costs. like, how much do I want to make? Take that out, and then whatever that number is, that's what I'll pay for that house. Yeah, so that that's what we call the Davis, uh, Davis, Davis rule. Method. That's and, the Davis and, rule. Now, don't get me wrong. If I spend more, then typically I'll want to make more as well. So, like, uh, Woodlake, I mean, that one's going to be like a $425,000 flip, so... Mm-hmm. I actually, with the pool, it's kind of an unknown whether we make more, but um, ultimately, like we did that one, and then we've got one that's a 365 in Bonaire. Those are more expensive flips. So that's one of those things like yeah. I would like to make, you know, 50, 60, you know, something like that, versus if it's something that's 150 that I pay for a house or 90 yeah, it's a on a house. You know, it's a lot grant, less cash out. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? So, I mean, you are looking at cash out versus return. But for me, if it's less than 30 or 40,000, I typically don't want to take it because, heck, our last two flips i haven't we haven't started on two yet but the two that we're on right now have both had ten thousand dollar snafus so mm-hmm. it's kind of like you know if you're only fifteen twenty thousand dollars in profit and you just lost half your profit for an unforeseen thing you didn't know about then yeah, the extras are like was all of this worth the nope you know fifteen thousand dollars i'm gonna make nope i could yeah. i could have sold it to an investor and then just sold it when i was done and made my commission and i would have flipped nothing right yeah so and so these are and this kind of like lends itself to our next kind of topic of you know what's the role of a realtor it's more of like what's the role of a realtor and what's the role of just like someone like you or myself where it's kind of like, you know, someone might have a project or they have an opportunity. I've seen a lot where people are like, hey, my grandmother passed away. I got this house. Should I try to flip it? And like, will no. I make the most money of flipping it? Is it best for me to just sell it, you know, as is? There's a wholesaler. And I'm like, you might not know the answer in your brain because of the fever that HGTV is. You're going to think like, I'm going to flip this. And it's like, do you have any expertise in flipping it? Do you know what you're going to get for after it's flipped? Like all these things. So. Yeah, and the price that you're going to pay to just do a one-off That's is going to be thing. exorbitantly higher than what I pay for stuff. You Economies know? of scale is, I guess, the correct term. That yeah, we like I put forty roofs on in the last two years. So for me, like I can get a roof for probably three grand that someone else is going to pay like six or seven grand for. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not that my roof is worse; it's just as good. But 
I do so many. You're buying in bulk. Yeah, same thing with kitchens, same thing with floors, same thing with whatever. I mean, we do six figures worth of flooring. That's why I always think it's like, it's such a funny thing. Sometimes you'll talk to someone and they'll say like, oh, I got a guy who will do like the, uh, my granite. And it's just like, I know you went to high school with him. I know he's a solid dude. You see him once a year at Thanksgiving. He's probably not going to beat the price that we're going to get because we're, you know, doing this like, you know, tons of times over and over again, referring to, referring people to the same guys. It's like, it just doesn't make sense. But I, we all we always get it. We're like, oh, no, don't worry about it. I know someone who can do floors. It's like, all right. Uh, yeah, I'll give my contractors out sometimes, and then they like people won't call. And I'm like, hey, what, did you talk to my guy? And they're like, oh, no, I forgot. But I found this other guy. I'm like, My brother-in-law. You? I'm like, what did he charge you? And it's like three or $4,000 more than I would have paid. I'm like, okay. Yeah, and it's not that great. And it's like not a good job. That's, oh, the, yeah. that's my oh, biggest that's the like, other pet thing. peeve. Or, oh, no, we, our family can do it. Or uh, my brother, he can come in and do this. And then you come in, you're like, man, that is not... I was like, does he do what this for should. a living? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, he, rent, he well, he can rent the equipment from Home Depot. Like, yeah, I was like, he, he, he did it, and he did it in college twenty years ago for the summers. I'm like, yeah, he took a woodworking class in, L, in middle school. Same. He did. He made one of those like, you know, giant paper clips out of wood. So now he's. <laughs> he made one of those little cars where you put like the CO2 yeah. cartridge in there. The, the, the triangles from uh, Cracker Barrel, the peg game. He was, yeah. like, he was a pro. He made he one was... of those. He made one of those. He made the car. He did the bridge. Yeah. Like, I mean... Do you want to see how much weight that bridge held up? It's like two pounds, man. So I'm like, yeah, that's great. That's great. It's not going to be better than. So, what the role of a realtor is, and I wrote down like three things that are based on what we talk about. So, one, he's going to be able to identify that hot and upcoming neighborhood. How, how do you do that? Well, to be fair, I think every neighborhood is viable at this point. I mean, yeah, right now. Yeah, I, for 100%, sure. 100%, if there was an area that three years ago I would not have bought in, I will buy it. Double down right now. I yeah. will double down and I will buy anything. In fact, those areas are my favorite because <laughs> like, maybe they're still cheap enough where you can get in and sure. get something. So to me, there's, there's really no area. The only thing that I avoid from a flip standpoint would be a neighborhood that has zero flip comps in it. So if you Good can point. find a neighborhood where there's like nothing, no matter how cheap that house is, the problem is there's nothing to base it off of. So someone will take that chance and someone will make some profit and someone will start start the area at some point. Yeah. Do you want to be that first guy? Not me, because I, I am not <laughs> going to guess that I can get... I 180. Think I should be able to, Yeah, it's a tough one. And then the appraiser comes back and says, no, 155, because... Everything else in here sold for forty five thousand dollars, right? And you're like, yeah. yeah, but look how nice mine is. Yeah, you but know, it's so nice. It's so, like, yeah, I agree. It's very nice. That's about the only thing. Lighting. But as a realtor, like, man, you guys could waste a lot of your time and clients' time if you don't learn a little bit about this. I just did an entire uh, mastermind on our Level Up Facebook group last week, just for in- investors. Hey, you want to build a portfolio? And it was just for realtors to join. Yeah. And there were so many realtors that were, I mean, it was a lot of info staffed into thirty minutes. But you know, everybody's like, man, this is good info because it's just stuff you don't really think about a lot of times but if you're a realtor and you're trying to help these investors man your commission isn't just writing up paperwork right i mean your commission is going to come in being a good comp person to be able to say hey this is what this thing's going to be worth right and if your investor doesn't know how much stuff is going to cost it's a good thing if you kind of do you know what i mean yeah they can't just rely on you like one of our agents had a lady that was like looking for flips and it just seemed like every single house they're like hey can you like get your contractors out here and find out how much it's gonna like well before they would get it under contract Mm -hmm. or do anything i'm like you gotta stop doing this you're gonna you know do a bunch of work for nothing that's just not how this whole thing works like they have to have some if you're your investor we're speaking to you realtors your investor has to have some sort of knowledge of the game or you've got to know because 
There's not a lot of contractors that, like love just driving around, especially right now in this market where like they're just oh, they're fumbling not. over businesses. They're contractors like, yeah, not are not doing the work that they've already been paid to do. Yeah. Like that's how backed up they are. So if you think they're just going to go quote some house that you're looking at online, it's not. So that's where you have to start figuring it out. And, and you've got to give realistic expectations to your clients too. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, we had one that came up for, I think, 89000 and someone wanted to put an offer in for seventy. Again, no offense if you're listening to this. It's all good. We had a conversation about it. But I think they were like, man, we got to get this thing in writing. Let's get this thing in. I'm kind of like, man, let's just reach out and see if it's even worth putting yeah. in an offer at $19,000 or $89,000 house. You know what I mean? And it went with tons of offers, well over asking. Yeah. You know what I mean? No contingencies. So that's the other thing is the expectations because – Either whether you want to flip or whether you're the realtor that's helping the flipper, you have to figure out what the expectation is for what they want to make too. Because a lot of times the flippers are like, well, I want to make a hundred grand <laughs> off of it. Like, and this is this is real. This is like realistic. Now, are there flips we make a hundred thousand dollars on? Yes. But when they're looking at a house in MLS and there's twelve other offers on it, there's probably a lot of offers in there where that guy's not trying to make a hundred grand. You know yeah. what I mean? Or maybe there's some contractors in there that are like going to contract the work themselves as well. Or you got people like me that can save some money on some realtor fees. So we're already shaving some of our costs and we're coming to our $30,000, $40,000 in profit. For that guy that's okay with taking 15 or 20, like he's going to outbeat me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if your goal is like 100, like you need to set realistic expectations or you need to find a way to find deals well off market so that you can just rip people off for the most part. Because I, I think guess, a lot of times people, they, they, they set a number in their head and they don't know what that number is based on. We had a conversation with a gentleman not too long ago and he was like, I would, I'm looking to make, you know, let's $80,000. And we were just like, uh, I mean, that's not a realistic thing to think about. I was like, you know, everyone else is kind of looking like if you're making 11%, that's amazing. But what yeah. you're looking to do is so out of the park. So. And you have five times less the cash necessary yeah, exactly, to like so. fulfill these. So like we and you may be the bad guy sometimes as the realtor. Sure. You may be like the guy that's like, hey, I know, you're the wet blanket. I know these other are. realtors aren't telling you this because they don't flip. They don't have rental and they just want to sail and they're desperate. But like, I'm not going to run you around to feel like I'm doing a good job for you and we're actually just tricking you into thinking that you're going to get out. Like, that's not how it works. So what's the, um, in a kitchen or bathroom, master bath or whatever, when someone dumps in a bunch of money, because I've been in the houses where it's like, oh, this is like... Not, way nice. Yeah, way nice. And they think they're going to like, you know, swing for the fences and get just because the kitchen's amazing. I mean, I know people that have put a hundred thousand dollars into kitchens, and I know people that have put thirty, forty thousand dollars into bathrooms. Actually, even more, sixty-five thousand. I think someone told me they paid for a bathroom the other day. I think she got mad at me for being like, "Wow." You know, but it, it's just crazy. It wasn't a nice wow. It was, it was like a wow. Wish I had known you back then. You know, I mean, like it wasn't anything against her. I could have done it for fifty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, I would have saved you ten thousand. Yeah, easily, and then pocketed forty. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, at the end of the day, are there differentials in kitchens and flips and stuff? Yes, but you got to think about what quality of house you're flipping. You know, if you're if you're flipping a million dollar home. Then yeah, maybe you need a spring for some some higher end appliances or some Carrera marble or you know some higher end cabinetry. But for the most part, if you're even up to honestly a half a million, really, because when you go into a half a million dollar new build right now, what are you getting? LVP floors still, you know what I mean? Like you're not even getting hardwood anymore at LVP. Like you're gonna get shaker cabinets sometimes, easy closed doors, easy closed drawers. 
and you can get that like Lowe's off the shelf, honestly. And they're yeah. like all hardwood. They're not bad cabinets. So if if you were to say, hey, I can spend three thousand dollars in cabinets, or I can spend fifteen thousand dollars in cabinets, am I going to get another eleven thousand dollars back on this house flip? No, because the comp's going to remain the same. Or if I think, hey, I could spend seventeen hundred dollars on some nice granite, or I could spend six thousand dollars on Carrera you know, marble or, or quartz, right? Quartzite, whatever. Am I going to get the money back on it? No. So a, again, if you're a consumer and you want quartz in your house because it's the nicest and you greatest like it, thing, yeah, and that's great. What you want. That's yeah. good. Not a big deal. If you're flipping, then obviously there's this, the cost versus return aspect. It's all about you quality. You want to have good quality, but you know, the quality also means, did you lose a bunch of money? Is it the work? You know, does it make sense? And that that kind of goes into the idea of like where the realtor versus or where someone like our team can kind of help someone identify where you need to be. You know, we'll identify the neighborhoods during the, depending on, we can tell you what the ARV should be. Yep. Um, and then I, I put the last thing is, uh, which I always think is very interesting. You talk about a lot of professional flippers will hire realtors to help them with these things. And at the same time, I see people who try to sell their houses on their own and they don't hire a realtor. And I always thought to myself, I'm like, if this person whose job is to flip this house and sell it as quick as possible for gets the most money, and he, got, he gets a realtor, and you are just a layman, you're just a guy <laughs> trying to sell your house and you don't do it. I'm like, do you see the difference there? You see the issue there? I'm like, this guy's paying because he understands it. It's like, you, 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 you you weep for some of the first well, sale by owners because you're like you're, you're not seeing what we're all seeing. But you also realize that everybody has their process in the process, yeah. right? Like that's the thing. Like the realtor has their job, just like the plumber has their job and the electrician has their job. Nobody comes in and says, "Well, I'm gonna just you know I'm just gonna do everything. I'm gonna be the realtor. I'm gonna mm -hmm. plumb it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my. I mean, maybe if you're the class A and you're just a ridiculous handyman. But even most of the contractors we Your deal chip. with. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I've got people that can do a lot of stuff, but if you're like, hey, replumb the house, they're still like, well, I got a plumber I'm going to bring in. Or I got to let. So, well, the realtor's the same piece. You're still adding that piece. So, like, to pull that out and and really rob yourself of five, ten percent that you're going to make selling just doesn't make you sense. You end up with camera phone pictures. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I know that was a lot for, for anyone, but that I thought that was just like a nice way to kind of like give someone just a little bit of insight of what is going in on with flipping a house, you know, top well, down looking. And I'd say, I mean, I'd say the last thing probably is, is you got to figure out how extensive you want to get into it into what your first flip is going to be or oh, any yeah. flip like i've flipped tons of houses now and i still want to shoot myself every time i get into one where i need permits plans and like everything <laughs> i'm like why did i do this like every time i get in and then i'm dealing with the counties failing me and i'm dealing with the plan changes or they're like oh we'll just get the change like it's fine just get them to stamp the change and you're like yeah. great well how long did that take they're like 10 weeks so yeah, you're like yeah. so i can just pay a contractor to come fix it to go per the plan for x amount of dollars or i wait eight to ten weeks to change like yeah. it doesn't I, I hate it. So that's so, the other day you were like, Galen, if I ever go into a real, <laughs> go into a, or you know, a flip and it has a lot of permits, just just stop me right then. I was like, all right, I'll write that down. That's I mean, because he likes a challenge. <laughs> I mean, it's just, and when it comes together, it's going to be great. And like, like Greenway is finally getting to the point where it's like, oh god, it's not raining in the house anymore. Like we've closed it off. The I probably wouldn't even recognize it because I went like in the beginning, beginning. <laughs> I mean, the it's like I'm very eager to see what it looks like now. I mean, we're, we're like we're, we're quoting out all of our drywall and our insulation right now so okay. within the next three weeks hopefully drywall being at that point it's a brand new house You're like once drywall in it's like a whole nother thing but yeah. until then it's kind of but you just got to figure out like man try to find a house that just needs some flooring some paint 
you know start simple light fixtures kitchen heck maybe you can even get one where the, the cabinets are nice and they just need to be refinished then you're just talking about stone you're not talking about just ripping spray out the ba- spray the bathtubs you don't have to like do a bunch that's of, it yeah. and then actually spraying the bathtubs is actually a really good idea honestly because if you have if you have a nice bathtub that's not fiberglass it's actually solid you know what i mean yeah. sometimes you don't need a spray sometimes like the one in bonaire we just bought that that was a nice tub i'm just gonna pull the tile out and i'll retile you know what i mean but other than that it's fine if i, I love bonaire because keep in mind if if you've got you know old radiant heat and you want to go to heat pump, well now you're pulling out all of the radiant baseboards. Now you're retrimming all the house. Lumber's up two hundred percent, right? You buy a kitchen, or you need to do a kitchen. You're thinking, all right, I can rip out cabinets. That's not a big deal. But now, am I going to hire a kitchen company, or am I going to measure and then order the cabinets all myself? Your cabinets yourself, right? I mean, like these are all little things. Like you think it's not that big of a deal. Just call a contractor and he does it. No, they don't. That's not how this works. <laughs> so, like, do you need recess lights? Do you want recess lights? Well, you got to wire that in. You need a permit for that. You know, you're supposed to permit any added electrical, right? Are you moving plumbing? You're supposed to get a permit for that. So, if you can get a house where you're not having to move plumbing around, you're not having to move electrical, you're not having to, you know, pull mechanicals for heat pumps and things like that. You're not doing additions. It makes things much easier. And then also keep in mind big ticket items, HVAC, roof, siding, windows. These are all things that cost a lot of money. So if you're just doing interior like we are in Bonaire, I'm going to refinish the hardwoods. I'm going to put a kitchen in, put two baths in, paint it, put it back on the market. Great. But if I needed siding and roofing and windows and HVAC, it would have added another, you know, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars worth of stuff, depending with how big that house is, right? So you also have to keep all of those things in mind. And then make sure you start building a Rolodex of people that do each and everything. Find a roofer, find a siding guy, find two. That way you can compare <laughs> some quotes once you buy. You know, you can Or bid. when one messes up, like make sure you have multiple framers. Yeah, because you fire a good amount of people in this business. You'll find I mean, I've had painters lose all of the keys to my house. I mean that's not <laughs> a house that. that's not a house problem, right? You yeah. can go vlog number two, I think, flipping houses, right? Check that out on YouTube if you're watching this. The guy just lost all three keys, not one key, three keys, loses all of them, had to pay the locksmith to come out, redrill it, put new locks on, held up like my job for like three or four days. And I had to find a new painter, obviously, right? You know what I mean? And so you're going to have stuff like that. People framing things wrong, rot. I just, you know, and sometimes you're not going to inspect on these flips if you're buying sight unseen. But um, put your head into the crawl space before you buy a house. Well, the other thing I was going to say <laughs> is, and this is go along the, along the lines of everything and when it comes to real estate, is that no one is going to be in your head. So you have to like think ahead of hand before it actually happens. Like ahead plan, of hand. Like, I like that. Just, I would say, plan like, ahead. Plan ahead and think that ahead of, ahead they're of not going to think like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like, I'm like thinking of like more and more stuff as I go. If you're, I mean, we, we got to wrap this out. But but even like home inspections, like people want to flip and they're like, well, I got to get a home inspection. And I think I used to do that. I used to be like, oh, I'll get an inspection. Don't You don't need a home inspection. You're going to rip everything out. That guy, <laughs> literally, if you're changing your outlets and you're changing the HVAC and you're changing the appliance, what is he going to find? So... Gets, He's like, I found a bunch of issues here. I'm like, well, I was going to destroy all of that anyway. Yeah, so. so get used to like looking in the attic yourself, right? I'm going to look up. Do I see any leaks going on? What did the subfloor look like? Are there animals up here? What's the crawl like? Is there a vapor barrier? Is there mold? Is there mildew? Is it wet? Is there sitting water? Do all of that stuff yourself and then make a decision on if it's a good buy or not. That's all I got. I love it. All right. Well, you this, guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Jared, how do they reach out to you? Uh, underscore, underscore the Davis Group on Instagram, or if you just search the Davis Group at EXP uh, anywhere, you can find us on YouTube. We've we've got a lot of people finding us on YouTube these days. You can find us yeah. on Facebook. Um, 
Or you can call me, 804-536-6100. You can always call me at 804-274-9016. That's all you're going to give them? That's my favorite one. You don't want to give them anything else? Nope. All right. Well, that's another episode of RVA Real Estate Talk. Google me, baby. Thanks for listening. If you have a real estate question that you would like to ask Jared or Galen, reach out to them at jared at centralvarealty.com or galen at centralvarealty.com. Who knows? It may even be featured on an upcoming episode. 